Hello friends, Dr. Joseph coming to you and we're going to be listening in and uh, going through Psalm chapter 30 because we are on day 30 of our podcast and I hope that you've been enjoying this uh, one month journey into God's word together so far through the book of Psalms and uh, I know it's one of my favorite books in the Bible and so I just want to dig in here. I'm going to be reading out of the New International Version and so uh, let's jump in and let me just say this is one of the most beautiful psalms, I believe, uh, in the book. There's a lot that are there, and we're going to see that. You're going to hear that. Uh, But this is just one of them that you can always just go back to and and cling to. And so it says, I will exalt you, O Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. O Lord, my God, I called to you for help, and you healed me. O Lord, you brought me up from the grave. You spared me from going down into the pit. Sing to the Lord, you saints of his. Praise his holy name. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may remain for a night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. When I felt secure, I said, I will never be shaken. O Lord, when you favored me, you made my mountain stand firm. When you hid your face, I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I called. To the Lord, I cried for mercy. What gain is there in my destruction, in my going down into the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it proclaim your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be merciful to me. O Lord, be my help. You turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, that my heart may sing to you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give you thanks forever. Oh my goodness, this is just power packed. That's why I said this is one of my favorites that you're going to want to go back to and just read over and over again. And this is just a psalm of thanksgiving, a psalm of just praising the Lord for his salvation. And just listen to what the writer, once again, this is of David. You know, David may be saying this is, I will exalt you, O Lord, for you lift me out of the depths. He's talking about the the pit. He's talking about the depths of the grave that were that he was lifted out of. And he said, and you did not let my enemies gloat over me, meaning that they uh, they didn't uh, they didn't have a chance to lord over him his misfortunes, the times that he struggled. Isn't that good to know that God doesn't allow the enemy to gloat over you. He doesn't allow there to be shame in our life. And uh, he listened to this whole picture from death to life. Oh Lord, I called you for help to show your justice and you heal, you healed me. It's, it's interesting that this is the, the same uh, language that would have been used to talk about Moses's cry for Miriam to be healed in in her life. Oh Lord, you brought me up from the grave, death. You spared me from going down into the pit, life. Sing to the Lord, Yahweh. Sing to the I am, the, the covenant God, you saints of his. Praise his holy name. It's that same proclamation of who God is at the burning bush, that I am is, is who I am. For his anger lasts only for a moment. Now we have to know, yeah, does God hate our sin? Yes, right? But he doesn't harbor his anger against his people. His favor lasts a lifetime. His love, his hesed love, his 
grace it endures forever and other uh other psalms will say give thanks to the lord our god is good his love endures forever what a great truth he just says weeping may remain for a night he's talking about david's reflecting in second samuel chapter 15 whenever absalom took over jerusalem and he walked away weeping of what happened in that moment but he also recognizes as well the rejoicing that came in the morning. It goes Second Corinthians 4. It talks about how we have these light and momentary troubles and they're achieving a glory that far outweighs them all. He says, when I felt secure, I said, I will never be shaken. Going back to Psalm 15, he's just living in this way that he understands that, that nothing... Uh, it bad could happen, but we understand as well that with God's favor comes that how he helps us to stand firm. But David as well, what did he do? He still sinned. He still struggled with sin. And you just kind of see this, this picture here of what he's just giving to the people is that you can stand firm, you can stand firm, but the moment that you allow sin into your life to control you it is the moment that you're giving your life into something else you're you're trading that which is false for truth and what's again he always wants to do is just pull us down into shame and that's why he comes back he goes from this place of sorrow to the lord i called i cried for mercy what i'm crying for for mercy and it's interesting the way that David makes his plea to, to God in this moment. He he says, God, what gain is there in my destruction? Uh, will the dust praise you? He's, he's kind of using this as a way to ask for God's mercy. He says, I want to praise you for your mercy. I want to praise you for your grace and for your love. Lord, please be merciful to me so I can praise you again. You see, what a great perspective that that is. David recognized, even from his place of sinfulness that he that he experienced, that he was living in, that he was just crying out to God, God, please don't let this be a reason for me to go out and to sin more. Instead, I want to declare your mercy so I can praise you more. I want to worship you more in this. He just speaks to this sorrow to joy. You turn my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth. You clothed me with joy. Uh, it's only God that makes our joy complete. Nothing else in this world. And my heart may sing to you and not be silent. David was over trying to live a silent life. He was over trying to worship in silence. He There was so much more to God. He says, oh Lord, my God, I will give you thanks forever. It's this continuous thanks that he's giving no matter where it is, he wanted to be thankful for God. He wanted to be something on the tip of his lips. And I, I just tell you, man, I, I think about in my own life, in my own testimony, wherever I have reflected upon the mercy of God, I've reflected upon how he has shown me his mercy over and over and over again. And it should, and it does, it draws me into this place of just deeper joy deeper just satisfaction in Christ 
not so I can go out and do more against him. No, it's this recognition that his mercy is everlasting. But I don't want to abuse his mercy. I don't want to abuse his grace. I want to give thanks to him forever. It's always available. It makes me think of that beautiful song. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins and sinners plunged beneath that flood lose all their guilty stains. This fountain never runs dry. And it's the fountain of Jesus Christ we can go to over and over and over again. And my encouragement to you today is to live this attitude of thankfulness, this attitude of gratefulness for the mercy of God and proclaim it. This world needs to hear about the mercy of God and they need to hear it through us as his people. Friends, thank you so much for listening today. I hope this has just been encouraging to you. And as we continue just to dig in, I hope that you'll come back and listen to the next time that we're digging into God's word together. God bless you and talk to you soon.